ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Magic Kingdom. To all who come to this happy place, welcome to Uncovering Disney Magic. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my wife, Rachel. She's a travel agent with the company Small World Big Fun, where they make big fun easy. She specializes in Disney destinations all around the world. Together, we have a combined 50-plus trips to Disney destinations. So now we invite you to sit back, relax, and let us help you uncover the magic. Welcome back to episode 14 of Uncovering Disney Magic. I'm Rachel here with my husband, Zach. Bienvenidos. So if you've been paying attention at all, you may have noticed a bit of lapse in our episode production. So if you weren't following along on Facebook, you should start. We took an eight-day trip to Walt Disney World in Florida and then jumped from there to Disneyland in California. We did a bunch of new things, and we're super excited to tell you all about them. So we're going to segment our trip into three episodes, one on each coast. But the first one that we wanted to do was our experience of the Run Disney Princess Half Marathon weekend. I didn't run, but I was part of it. You didn't run, but you were still involved. So... We're going to talk about that in a quick second, but before we start, it would be completely irresponsible of us if we did not talk about the announcements that were made about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge finally have officially finally having official opening dates. What's that? Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, I've never heard of it. Only the hottest newest thing is coming. Zach doesn't like Star Wars at all. So, the first portion of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is set to open in Disneyland, so that's in California, on May 31st, 2019, and the first portion of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios in Walt Disney World in Florida is set to open on August 29th, 2019. So, you may be wondering why Rachel just said the first portion, and... So we're we're saying that because Disney got excited and decided to open the lands without them being finished, basically. So restaurants, shops, and then the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run will be open, um, but Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, the second ride, will not be open until an undisclosed time later in the year. So they haven't said yet, but I mean, your guess is as good as ours uh, for that ride. Yeah, so... I spent, they announced this on Thursday last week, and I spent a great deal of time on the phone and on social media and things interacting with people that are currently scheduled to travel kind of like 1st of September into October-ish because people weren't really expecting it to be ready yet, so people were truthfully booking early in anticipation of not having to deal with Star Wars because they don't like it or they didn't want to go there or it wasn't important to them or whatever. So it's my personal belief that Hollywood Studios will be busy, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. 
Um, I mean, but obviously it's still going to be crowded. Right. I, there's there's probably going to be a lot of people. There'll be a lot of people that go for the opening weekend and stuff. But there's also going to be some people that wait until both attractions are open and the you full think. land is open. That's what you no, think. there. Yeah. I mean, just based off of boards that we read and people that we know. Because there's also people that are starting to back out um, because they think it's going to be too busy. But, I mean... Don't do that. Yeah, it's... it's, You can avoid it if you don't want to go. Right. It's okay. Right. You don't have to go to Star Wars if you're planning a vacation before Star Wars is opening up in hopes of before it opens up and now it's going to be open. You can just avoid Star Wars land. I mean, that's very easily done. And that's the thing about Disney World... It's different than California, which we'll talk about later, but there's so much more to do and more areas to be uh, to get away from the crowds. Yeah, so um, I don't think it's going to impact crowd levels as much as other at other parks. So, like, just because Star Wars Land is open, I don't think that Magic Kingdom is going to be, like, 4th of July at 5 o'clock p.m. swamped. Um, so take that into consideration if you're really worried about it definitely something that I would love to talk with you about um, and we can figure out what's best for you Um, and obviously moving forward as we get either new release dates information about VIP tours and services and restaurants and characters and all the other stuff we'll definitely be keeping you in the loop is right. that all for Star Wars? Yeah, that's that's about that's what we know. I'm pretty right now. excited, quite frankly. Like I I mean, I've seen all the Star Wars movies. I'm familiar with them and that kind of thing, but I'm curious to see like they've really they've hyped this up. They've done a lot of self promotion on this one. Right, so and, and I guess I will say that we do have a room booked um, for opening weekend just in case. Um, we haven't booked flights or anything like that, but we wanted to make sure that we got a room uh, booked for it if we do want to see it. So if you're interested, uh, get it booked now. I'm not sure what availability looks like right now, but yeah, it's get better that, to have it, get it and done, not need it than wish you had it and not be able to get it. So one other housekeeping, mousekeeping note: cruise itineraries for Disney Cruise Line 2020 are now available. So if you are a planner like myself and you'd like some time to make payments and be the first to request time off at work, let's talk now, let's get a deposit down, and let's get you on the itinerary that you'd like in the place you'd like to be when you'd like to be there because cruises, depending on the year or the time of year, can get pretty busy. So be one of the first. Yeah, so I think that's it. Let's get into Run Disney. All right, so it's important to note that Zach and I each had active participation in Run Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend. So I was a runner. And I was part of the cheer cheer squad, also known as Rachel's Pit Crew. He did great. So anyway, all right. So we got to Florida on Friday morning. Not like last Friday morning, but we're just going to use Friday. And we went from the airport to the wide world of sports, which is where all participants, both runners and cheer squad members, need to pick up participation packets and pick up their bibs and their, um, what did you get, a bracelet? Yeah, there's a bracelet. Like an entry. So (laughs) we got to the wide world of sports. That's where you pick up all your stuff. And first they, I personally went to go pick up my bib because if you don't have a bib, you can't run. So I went, picked up my bib, 
they sent me over to get my shirt, like my right. participation you, shirt, which you, is in a different building. And you can't get your shirt unless you have your bib because I think they gave you, they ripped something they off ripped your bib. They ripped something off your bib. Right. You're right. But they, see, that was so misleading yeah, because they were like, yeah, you can go shopping yeah, first. You, you need to go get I went to go get my bib. Now, I will say that I had my waiver filled out before we got there. There are some people that didn't have their waivers filled out. So when you walked into the building where you'd pick up your bib, they had a bunch of computers and printers that they were printing and you have to sign them, um, like participation waivers. So picked that up, went to get my shirt, went into the expo, which is always a dangerous place for me. I can very proudly tell you that I only left with one overpriced zip-up sweater. Yeah, and you didn't even get that at the expo. You got that at the... Or not at the expo. Well, yeah, so... It was in the... Sh like, just the, the shopping. So I guess I'm not doing a very good job explaining this. So the expo had a bunch of outside vendors that, you know, like, you could buy shoes. They had a ton of um, sparkly, yeah. like, skirt, running headbands. skirts, headbands, crowns. A lot of them were Disney-themed. There's also, like, KT tape was there. Tape. Um, they had metal hangers, so yeah, like if you, display if you want, yes, thank you, display metal hanger things, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I very proudly made it out of there unscathed, and then we went over to where all of the actual event apparel, memorabilia, right. all that stuff was, and that's where I left with one zip up sweater. I was proud. I mean, it was cute, but I'm not super like girly girly wear a lot of pink and I kind of felt like that's what it was. There was a but it was yeah. the one thing that I will say is that most people don't know that men can actually run this race. I think there were what was it like 20,000 participants and only 2,500 of them or something were men. So, I was really surprised that they didn't have anything that wasn't no, masculine, they, but it wasn't unisex. No, either. they had they had like their um, basic, not basic, because they were everything but basic t-shirts, but they had their creative t-shirts that uh, you could get, like there was the one that has, has a big donut on it and it says, I donut run, and they had another one that said, like, I will run for Dole Whip, or um, the faster you run, <laughs> the sooner we eat. So there were some, some different t-shirts like that that were not specifically uh, Disney Half Princess Marathon, Right, but still fitness-oriented of some Correct. sort. So I left with a jacket from there, and you left with your cheer squad jacket. Yeah, so they, talk about that. they gave me a, it was a, I don't know, what, what kind of bag do you want to call that? That's a, like a drawstring it's bag. a drawstring bag. That you can throw over your over your back. And it had a, um, a it had a cowbell in it to, to cheer. It had a blanket. A blanket. That you could also use if you wanted to throw down on the ground and sit on. Like it was the plastic material on the one side and the fleece on the other. Right, so you could Very actually high quality. be comfortable with it. And I think I think that was it. That was and your wristband. And the wristband that got me into the special area. Yeah, so there are two, and Zach doesn't know this because somebody didn't buy his uh, cheer squad package. So I had to purchase it kind of last minute. So there are two different kinds of cheer squad packages. And they're not available for... All the races throughout the weekend, in our in our case, they were only available for the half marathon. So they had gold and platinum packages, right? Right. And you got... I had a platinum. You had platinum. So gold, it, it was important to me that Zach had it. One, because anytime my mom would run the half marathons, 
we would have it and so that's how I knew where to direct Zach best. You know, I could tell him, okay, go here, you're gonna be here because I know that because I did it myself. Um, the other thing that's really nice is that if you have a cheer squad, cheer squad package, gold or platinum, you have access to a grandstand seating area at the end, at the finish line. So it was important to me that, you know, he was gonna have quite a bit of time between viewings. So I wanted to make sure that he had somewhere to go and that we would be able to see each other and find each other at the end. So the gold package just had those two things. And right. then the platinum package you got you access to the runner's um, race retreat, which it was funny because I did not purchase that, but Zach had access to it. So <laughs> I sent him in there um, while I was still running and uh, just, just to look around and see stuff. But um, my race registration was after tax $212.90. And your cheer squad package was $120. Right, and I believe the gold one... Um, was like 65 bucks. Yeah, if I would have got one earlier, it was 65 bucks. And the race retreat package for the athlete was $160. So I was like, you know what? I probably don't need that. If I'm going to die, the medical tent will help me without being in the race retreat. <laughs> so I'll go in there anyway, and it'll be fine. So I... I was okay with not purchasing it. I didn't really feel like I needed it. So that's that's kind of an idea of what you're looking at if you are wanting to run a half marathon at Disney. So fast forward, we'll talk about Saturday, the actual day when we break down our, our days in Disney trip uh, podcast next week. So we had to be on the bus to the, the start line, which is at Epcot, by 3.30. On Sunday. On Sunday morning. Buses ran from 3 a.m. to 3.30 a.m. And it was early, but I had, I had quite a bit of adrenaline, so it was fine. And I brought Zach with me because they don't have spectator transportation that's separate from... So I wanted to make sure. Now, your plan was what? My, I was hoping to get to the starting line, um, watch watch her start, and then head back over towards um, Epcot, hop on the monorail, and get to Magic Kingdom and see her at the castle. So and then and then the yeah, and then hop back on the monorail and see her again at the finish. So. Hopefully to see her three total times throughout the race. Yeah, so he went to the start line with me, and that was actually kind of nice for me because I would have been sitting in a parking lot by myself had he not. But it was nice because he took a backpack and he packed extra clothes. He had my Rice Krispie treats, my post-run um, drink, extra water. Had your flip-flops. You had flip-flops for when I was done running. He and like my headphones. Like, he had all my stuff. So it was really nice that you can, oh, you get a bag. Right. It's a clear bag um, when you pick up your bib that if you want to check gear, you can do so. Um, but because Zach was there with his backpack, I didn't need to check any gear. But you can, and they match it to your bib number and... My mom never needed to use it, but nobody seemed to be having any issues. You just walk right up to your yeah, truck. Yeah, there were a lot of people using yeah, it. Yeah, they, they closed the truck. So 
It's 3.30 because I think we got on the first set of buses at 3 a.m. Yeah, no. Just to make sure. Yeah, because when we got down to the bus stop, we got to the bus stop at like 3.05 and there was a full bus pulling out and there were two more buses waiting there. Yeah, I mean, they, they do a really good job because they're going to they're gonna delay the start of the race if they're behind because it's not our fault that they're late. So they did a really good job and the buses were really nice. Yeah, they um, they outsourced all the buses. So they were all the tour, tour buses from all local companies. Like with the in, nice seats. In Florida. So we get to the parking lot and we're sitting there. And now you had the opportunity. You could go meet characters. And I don't remember exactly who it was. I think it was... There were a lot. Elsa and Anna. Mickey and Minnie were there. There was Rapunzel and somebody. Well, Sleeping Beauty was the race. Like, she was the princess of the race. So I think Mulan was the 10K. I don't remember who the 5K was. But Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, was the half marathon. So she was there. Um... The lines, honestly, like they had a person at the end with like a makeshift. Yeah, it said like 45 minutes. Yeah, it was like 45 minutes. And I'm like, I'm really not interested in doing that. Like it's early. Now, I will will say it was interesting. I noticed whenever you left to go um, get to go to the starting line, Mm. um, when everybody left, I was there with maybe 200 more people (laughs) that were still there just hanging out. Yeah, everybody had a backpack. But I could have met every single one of the characters in about five minutes. Yeah. So if you're in the cheer squad and you have maybe a, your kids with you, don't wait in the lines whenever they're 45 minutes or 50 minutes. Wait until they start shuffling everybody over to the start line and you can get in line and wait no time at all and see all of them. Yeah. So it's important to note that I don't know if there were 200 porta potties. But there were a lot of porta potties, so that's cool. So they announced to everyone that it was time to go over to the start line. So I'm like, well, gotta go to the bathroom. So it was probably what, like four? About four forty-five, four fifty. It was close to five because they, yeah, that's whenever I could have. Oh, you're right. So okay, so they're like, all right, start line's open. So everybody kind of goes and finds a porta potty. <laughs> Like, we walked, not a joke, over a mile to get to the start line. So, I'm going to talk about corrals for a second. Corrals are basically heats for running. So, A is the best. And we went all the way through H. Right, you were in B, right? Yeah. No. So, yeah. He was so sweet. He's like, all right, go get him. Knock everybody over. You win. So, um... Corral A started at at 5.30, and I don't remember if the I'm going to finish this half marathon in an hour and 45 minute people were in Corral A, and then, I believe that's correct, and then in B were the wheelchairs and the people that were pushing wheelchairs. No, those... The pe- or were they first? The people that were in like those hand pedal carts, yeah, they were in the first group because I remember seeing them way ahead you of You saw them the- first? Okay. Yeah. So it was the really good people or the, the really serious athletes. I guess I shouldn't say that because I'm a serious athlete, but I was back in Corral G. So, um, so basically you walk a mile and then you find your, your Corral gate. And they do a very good job of identifying where you need to be. 
Um, they have lots of screens, lots of lights, lots of porta potties, lots of, there's music, they have um, a DJ, they have announcers, they have TVs, you know, it's, it's cool, but yeah, I gotta walk for like a mile. I'm like, this doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't this count? So they start pr pretty promptly at 5.30. Like they had the... I, rem I remember seeing the fireworks go off at exactly 5.30 yeah, for they, the first group. They had the vice president of like run Disney and one other park, I think, well, and water parks. He's the, he's the guy. So he got up and he gave a speech. Oh my gosh, Miss America was there. I totally forgot. So Miss America was there. She's gorgeous. She sang the national anthem, but she like made up her yeah. own version of the national anthem. So that everybody caught. That everyone. Way. So we're it all standing there, and her voice was very nice. And all of a sudden, she—I don't know what she said, but we all knew that it was wrong. And we kind of looked at her, or like looked at each other, and then looked at the screen and looked at each other. And everybody was like, "Did she just get that wrong?" And I was like, "I think so." I'm like, "But I'd be nervous." So. I don't know, but you're Miss America. Like, it was pretty wild. I didn't, you know, whatever. So they started very promptly at 5.30, but the thing that really sucked about it is that by the time they got to Corral F, there were nine waves of Corral F. So I'm thinking like, oh my God, they just started A, they're letting B go, I'm gonna be on in like five minutes. Like, I'm trying to get my, my music going and my headphones on and like, my, I have this thing called a whoop, like, so I'm trying to connect my heart rate, and I'm trying to get my watch, like, there, I mean, I was, like, freaking out, nope, wrong, <laughs> so I'm standing there, and standing, and it's hard, because you're, like, you're literally crammed in these gates with everybody else, and you're about to run 13 miles, so you kind of have to nervous pee, you haven't really stretched, and, like, you're just gonna start, it was wild. So, oh, they were also making a really big deal about the heat. That was a that was a big one. So the vice president of Run Disney and Water Parks was telling us that for every five degrees over 60 degrees Fahrenheit, you're supposed to add 30 seconds onto your mile time. Well, it was like 77, I think. I don't know. It, they, like, they said it was 77, so they're like, that's almost two minutes onto your time and I'm like well yikes okay so I was expecting a lot of water stations and you know like all that kind of stuff um so eventually they let our corral go or like we get up to the front and they had I, I wish I would have recorded it but I don't really care they had um fireworks for every every corral and every wave everybody got them so I thought that was kind of cool that it wasn't just like the first people that were gonna finish. So you have a start line story. Yeah, so start. So as Rachel's walking around to the start line, um, I'm following or I'm getting ready to head over to the to our spectator view start line. And there's a gate with some security people saying, Oh, we're gonna open up at five o'clock, you can walk out there at five o'clock. So five o'clock comes and we start walking out there. And we're walking, we're walking, we're walking. <laughs> and Rachel had texted me, said, we're still walking. Like, I'm still walking to get to our corral. And I'm like, so am I. Like, I, I had to have walked probably a half a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile 
to get where we needed to be. And when we got there, I was expecting there to be like some seating or something like that. Since it's the start line, there's going to be a lot of people wanting to see that. And I find myself standing along the side of the highway in the grass and mud and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, I'll wait here. And I overhear somebody, one of the um, volunteers that's working, say to somebody, oh, well, if you want to see your person at Magic Kingdom, you better start heading there now. And it's 5.15 at the time. So I'm like, well, it's probably more important that I get to Magic Kingdom and see Rachel there than it is seeing her here because I'm going to be no help her a quarter of a mile into the run (laughs) rather than five miles. So I start walking back towards the monorail and I get to, I'm probably about five minutes from the monorail and the fireworks go off for the first group. So I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. I'll, I'll beat her over there. So we pile on the monorail. There's probably me and maybe about 70 or 80 other people that are getting on to, to head over to the Magic Kingdom. And as we're on the monorail heading over to Magic Kingdom, we can start, start to see the runners um, running underneath of us. And we're getting further down World Drive towards Magic Kingdom, and you can start to see it start to thin out a little bit. So we're getting closer to the front, closer to the front. And one of the funniest things I heard on the trip was you saw the leader. Like, you knew he was the leader, and this guy was cruising. Like, I mean cruising. And the guy on the monorail just says, looks down and goes, wow, that guy must be really hungry. <laughs> and it's it's 5.45 in the morning and everybody's wide awake, it seemed like, because everybody's been up since 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, I hopped on the monorail and we got to the Magic Kingdom, or I got to the Magic Kingdom, probably around 6, which was before Rachel even started running. So, good news is is Casey's Corner is open um, for everybody that's in there watching. And there were a lot more people in Magic Kingdom than I thought there would be. I was expecting, oh, maybe 100 or 200 people. And there had to be, oh, probably five or 600, 700 people, maybe more, um, stretched all the way down Main Street to the hub and to the castle. And... Now, to I, clarify, your viewing spot, because your yes. viewing spot is, like, on the so, island with Walt and the McKee Right, section. and it's, like, all the way up front of it, too. So I could, as Rachel came through the castle, we'll talk, or she'll talk about it a little bit. I mean, I was right there, um, closer than the general public could get there. So I actually got to hang out in Magic Kingdom. Now, you can't go on any rides or anything like that. But you can eat but, a hot dog at 645 a.m. You can eat a hot dog at 645 a.m. And you know what? It's like lunch because I've been up for five hours. <laughs> so that was just normal. But no, they had um, the Emporium was open and Casey's Corner. And then there were a couple um, uh, coffee trucks that were coffee carts that were open that people could get some, some quick food or quick drink. But I ended up getting to hang out there for two hours, hours. maybe a little bit longer until you got there. So you can talk about... I feel like you could have seen me at the start I could have. I really could have. I think think the person, the volunteer was saying maybe for like Corral D or E or Or maybe even like like if, hey, my friends in group A, like I'm going to see If your friend is in group A, you have no chance. Right. I mean, when we were riding the monorail over top of them, it was like these guys were... 
I mean, they weren't running as fast as the monorail, <laughs> but they were moving. Yeah. I mean, to think to think that I I got on the monorail probably five or ten minutes after the after it started, and I got to Magic Kingdom two minutes before the first runner got there. Right. I mean, those guys are moving to do that now. Granted, you have to switch monorails once, but, but still, those guys. Yeah. I mean, that's what a thirty. Flying. That's a thirty minute trip 40 minutes yeah I, I bet they I bet those guys got there and runners probably 40 no maybe less than that minutes. I was gonna maybe less yeah because that's three what is that five miles yeah and if they're running a five and a half minute mile maybe you can you can run there are people in the world that can run five and a half minute miles for right. 13 miles yeah okay I wasn't one of them I don't know I have no idea. So, all right. So I crossed the start line. Oh, oh. So they have this really cool system where I run over a, a it's not a tracker, but kind of. Kind of but yeah. it, you can sign up for text messages. So it was my mom, my dad, my sister, Zach, and Zach's mom all signed up for the text messages That's to right. track me. I got the text. So, while, yeah. While yeah. I was at Magic Kingdom already. So, um, I, you guys got him what? Start, 5K, 10K, 15, finish? No, there wasn't. I don't think there was a 15. Really? Yeah, I think it was 5, 10. Start, 5, 10, finish. Interesting. That's a big jump. Maybe it just was faulty. Maybe I just fell. I don't know. So, all right. Another thing, another life hack that you can um, implement is, so Zach... I shared my location right. with Zach. So he knew where I was on the course the whole time because I ran with my phone so that Almost. I would have music. Almost the whole time. We finish. Oh, yeah. All right. So, all right. So I cross the start line and immediately, like, half the people in my corral go to the porta potties that are immediately across the start yeah, line you've been waiting because there for we an seriously hour. had been waiting there for like an hour and 15 minutes and so like full disclosure i had to go to the bathroom but i was like i'm not going there because that's ridiculous like, i'm not gonna wait in this line so my plan going in was no characters because they have characters on the course that you can stop and you can take pictures with and i was like i don't care if walt disney himself is standing on the side of the road I'm not taking a picture. Like, I'll just take a drive-by I selfie. I was going to say, you better take a picture of Walt. Like, that's fine. But I'm not going to stop running and stand in line because I will ruin all momentum that I had. And you do have to maintain a 16-minute mile. And I was thinking with the heat that I was going to be somewhere between 12 and 13 minutes per mile. So I needed to make sure that, like, I was still going and staying ahead of all the people that were intentionally keeping that 15-minute mile because I didn't want to get stuck behind those people so everybody veers off to the bathroom and I was glad that you didn't stay at the start line because it's uh, basically yeah, the race course is run from Epcot to Magic Kingdom and back in a nutshell to summarize so I am hyped up on Mountain Dew not literally but I was like this is awesome this is so cool um Everything's so exciting. Now, I will say that my mom ran five half marathons in Disney, and I got emotional every time she ran through the castle. 
So I was so excited to do that. I was like, this is gonna be sweet. Like, I mean, I was ready to go. So I didn't PR my 5K, but it was pretty close. You were moving. I got that first update and I'm like, whoa, okay. It was like, close. You better. But I felt good because my grandma, in heaven, she controls the weather and she was giving me a breeze that was like really, she was keeping me cool. So Got your I was, back? She, no, she no. was right at my face. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to really be picky, but like next time if you could give me a little bit of push, that would be appreciated. So we're running. Everything's fine. It, they had these, this like single firework being shot out of a field that I... It was right by the Magic Kingdom parking lot. But, like, not that close. So, like, in my head, they were just shooting it off behind the castle. So, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so close. This is so cool. Nope. Mm -mm. So, it was really cool because we got to run through the front gates of Magic Kingdom. And then we ran out and around, um, like, by where the buses come in. Contemporary. Um, yeah, unless you know where that is. You don't know what I'm talking about. But, uh, so then you run into, you run on Main Street. And Zach had sent me a text. So... I'm like not super competitive about this. Like we were going to finish here. So he texted me and he's like, I'm at the corner rounding into Tomorrowland. So I'm like, all right, cool. Now I knew that it bottlenecks on Main Street because they have train tra train tracks. Like yeah, they're, what? They're, 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 tracks. they're, yeah, they're train tracks, trolley tracks on Main Street. So I needed to like make sure that I stayed on the correct side of the the bottleneck so that I wouldn't totally get squished. So it was interesting. It was kind of surreal because so Mickey is standing waving at everyone on the the rail yeah, the the, the, at the train station. So I'm like, I mean, I am this is awesome. So I'm running down Main Street. I'm like, oh my God, I'm running down Main Street. This is so cool. I see Zach. <laughs> and the first thing I say to him is, where's my chapstick? <laughs> like, I need my chapstick. I don't know. Like, hi, how are you? Kid crew had it ready. Yeah, like, I'm fine. He had my chapstick. He was ready to go. He had one job and I needed some chapstick. So it was really cool. I, I had And music, a Rice Krispie Treat. And a Rice Krispie Treat, just because I felt like maybe I should eat one. Um... Shout out to my mom for the Rice Krispie Treats. Uh, so, it was cool. I mean, it was it was really cool because we got to run kind of through New Fantasyland. Um, and then you, so you, you come into the castle from the back. And then you run through it looking at Main Street. And I was a little bit frustrated. And I shouldn't have been, but I was. Because it, when my mom would run... People would just run through the castle, run down. They had seven or eight or nine or ten, however many photo pass photographers. You'd kind of like, geez, and just keep running. Well, when I got there, I seriously, we stopped in the castle because there were so many people like that had pulled out their phones and were trying to take selfies like on top of the castle or like still on the castle and then they'd run down and then they'd go take their picture in front of the castle. Well, the line for getting your picture taken in front of the castle was seriously like... It's probably 10 minute wait. Maybe longer. Because I... So I noticed, like, I was kind of... I saw... I found Zach. And then I looked at the lines. And I was like, are these lines moving at all? And he's like, no. Cause, I mean, seriously, like, we're right. having this full conversation because I'm like, I'm not leaving without some picture in front of the castle. 
but I'm not going to wait in that line because that's crazy. So the pit crew took the so picture. So the pit crew took the picture. <laughs> but so I, I think what the issue was is that when my mom ran after she had an established half marathon time, I think she was in corral B or C every time after that. So and I'm willing to. I'm, I think that yeah. is just like we're here to run. The, we're yeah, not the here first to take crew, pictures. The first crew that came through that group A, B, and probably even part of C. I mean, they're there to get. I mean, they're there to have a good time, but they're also there to make a time. Right. And I noticed a lot of people. I mean, there'd be a couple that would stop and take a picture with because the photo pass people were there taking right. pictures. But there was nobody running around taking selfies and doing poses. And right. it was like, all right, we're going to take a picture and go. Right. So if I, that. So I noticed that most people that were taking their picture while I was stuck on the castle ramp, it was like two people would be running together. So person A would go get an individual picture. Then person B would get an individual picture. Then they would take a nice picture together and then they would do something goofy. And I'm like, that's great. Like if you're, I mean, you're here for the whole experience. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that's great. But I'm not, like, we're not, I'm not going to do that. So I was like, take my picture. <laughs> so we took it and I left. So the, you get to Magic Kingdom at about mile five-ish. So I was... You exit at six. You exit at... Uh, you're in the back still. Right. But, like, I mean, but it's, you're, you're still, close to being out of the park. So. so we... I leave and we leave through Frontierland. Frontierland. Yep. And so we're running and the nicest bathrooms on that side of the park are open. And I'm like, well, I've kind of had to go to the bathroom for a little bit. So I'm just going to run in there because they're huge and they're close and they were open and they didn't have a line because all the line was taking pictures at Cinderella Castle. So I ran in, ran back out, and Zach was all worried because well, I got he the, didn't get his 10K text. Well, I got the 10K text <laughs> and the, the 5K text had like a, a 1230 or 1245 uh, minute pace mile. I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. And then whenever the 10 came through, and it said like 14 or 15. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what did she do? Now, Fall and not get up or thing, what? The issue is it bottlenecks quite a bit because you're on the sidewalk of the bus lane. So you're like, right. you're really like navigating these pretty narrow sidewalks. And there are a lot of people and there are a lot of people that are walking together. So... Like, I mean, you just, you have to do a lot of navigating, which is one of the reasons why I like to run. Not in service. Not by myself, like, because you're actively participating and not knocking someone over or whatever. So I run to the bathroom and then I get to mile six. Well, I look down at my watch and my watch says that I'm at six and a, and a quarter already. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And then I'm like, crap. I ran to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I can't pause it or anything. So I was a quarter mile off, or I did a quarter mile extra for the whole rest of the race. So that kind of made it hard. So I lost a lot of adrenaline after leaving Magic Kingdom. Well, the thing is, from Magic Kingdom to Epcot, it's I mean, there's like, nothing. It's like road. And I mean, there's a couple characters it. and stuff on yeah, the Yeah, they, they had a movie. They were playing a movie on a bridge. 
and they had some people that were cheering right outside the resorts because you run by the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian. But, I mean, it was pretty... There's some, yeah, there's some It nothing. was pretty... And that's the longest shrimp. So, all right. So, here's full disclosure. I'm not a runner at all. Um, I did this so that I could post on Facebook. What? We know. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just... I'm just letting everybody know. I did this quite literally, A, because I like t-shirts, B, because I wanted the medal, and C, so that I could post on Facebook, hi, my name is Rachel, I can deadlift 410 pounds, do strict pull-ups, and I finished a half marathon. So this was like strictly for completion in my mind. So I ran in December. My longest run was seven miles. And I'm like, well, I made it to the castle. <laughs> like, when in doubt, I made it to the castle. So... I was a lot more mentally prepared for this than physically prepared, but whatever. So my plan was that once I got tired, I was going to walk or run for four minutes and walk for one and just kind of like keep going five minute intervals. Well, I made it to mile nine and a half, just kind of like running. Um, and then I felt like my feet were bleeding. They weren't, for those of you that are concerned, but I was miserable. So I was like, all right, this four minutes of running, one minute of, of walking thing is gonna quickly go to three minutes of running and two minutes of walking, which I'm pretty sure turned into me walking all of mile 11, because it was all uphill, I think. It felt like it was all uphill, I don't know. So while I was doing that, what were you doing? So I, as soon as she got through Magic Kingdom, I hopped on the monorail um, and headed back towards Epcot. And I got there really fast, of course. So I was I was at Epcot before she even um, was close to there. I think she was, she probably had four more miles to go, and I was already at Epcot. But I hung out um, I hung out right actually right by the park entrance for a little while just because. I had some time to kill and I didn't want to just sit in the grandstand for a half hour, 45 minutes. So I, I hung out right by the park entrance because the park was starting to open up to guests. So it was very good people watching, which <laughs> I love to do. But Did you notice at all how they navigated like crowds that were just trying to go in the park versus well, it was, runners? Versus yeah, and it was interesting. They had, because um, yeah, we I talked about that whenever we were there. Uh, once we went through bag check, whenever we got to um, the marathon early in the morning, like we went through security and all that stuff. And from then until we left at 11 o'clock in the afternoon, or 11 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> after nine hours later, <laughs> we didn't go through bag check again. Like I went into Magic Kingdom, I was on the monorail mm -hmm. multiple times. And how they had the crowd control is. Once you went through that original back check, you never went through it again. So that was great. I give Disney a lot of credit for that. So, yeah, I waited there for a little while. And but I'm saying, like, even just normal people that were trying to go into the park. Well, like, the people, were there a bunch of crowds that were like, what is all, going on right now? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think there were a lot of banners and stuff and signage everywhere for Run Disney. But, no, Disney did a great job with with the crowd control stuff. I mean, this isn't their first rodeo, so they understand what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, I waited there for a little while and then I started to see, once you got to, um, it was probably about mile 10, 
or so, maybe, yeah, 10, 10 and a half, I started heading over to the grandstand area just so I could uh, get a better seat. And the thing about it was having the cheer squad thing, our grandstand was half empty compared to the general admission or general right. seating Gen area. Pop. So I could I could get wherever I wanted to. And the one thing that was even more nice about it was right behind the cheer squad bleachers, they had they had a couple different snack items. Then um, they also had bottled water and coffee, which I don't know. I mean, I guess some people drink coffee that at that time, but was uh, it included? Or yeah, it was all included. I mean, it was just in coolers that you could walk up and grab a bottle or grab a can of pop, and back to the stands you went. Um, so yeah, I waited there until you came buzzing around the corner. Yeah, I got there. So one thing that I didn't talk about was the water, Powerade, and first aid stations. So when I when we first started, there was water just under a mile. So I'm like, well, they're saying it's hot. Guess I better drink it. Okay. So then, honest to goodness, there was not another water station until like the 5K point. I was like, because then I wanted some water because then you're hot and you're like, you've been going for a bit, but they didn't have any until the 5K. So I'm like, well, all right, you know, you're telling me that it's hot, but I don't get to drink water for like two miles, but whatever. I mean, not the biggest deal. I was really surprised how many people required medical attention, honestly, in the first mile. Like whether they were just like nervous or too excited, like whatever whatever the situation was, there were a lot more people than I was anticipating that required medical attention in the first mile. So if I was understanding correctly, they had these medical tents where you could kind of walk up and be like, I need that, you know, I'm chafing, I'm, I have a blister, I have this, like something's wrong. And I think that you could, yeah, and, and if you went there, they would give you a, a mark on your hand. And I think, and I don't know if this is totally correct, but I think that if you got three tick marks, they pulled you from the race. Which, okay, you know. I guess if they're like three separate issues, like should you get pulled off? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. I, I think that was the thing. Um, but they were making the heat a really big deal. I was really surprised how many people did not have proper shoes and socks for this. Like, my sock fell off. Like, I don't know where it is. Like, okay. So that was cool. And then right when I started to struggle at like mile 10 and a little bit, they had sopping wet sponges, which you could just dump on your head, which I thought was really cool because for all of the miles before that, when I was really hot, I had been taking the water at the beginning of the water station and dumping it on myself and then taking one a little bit farther down and actually drinking it. So, it, I mean, it was, it was warm. I was glad I had a... It was like a, a Nike, what was it? Like cool, whatever the cool or the cold gear equivalent of Nike is to Under Armour. That's what I had, or heat gear, whatever it is. So I was I was glad that I had that. But um, so I finally made it to Epcot. Oh, 
as long. That was meant, I mean, that was mentally tough because you're really tired and then you go up an exit ramp, downhill, up another hill, and then you like switch backs and you're just tired and you're like, all right, you're like, you have to finish. Cause I got to mile 10 and I'm like, you know what? This is the farthest I've ever run before. It's double digits. I can probably stop here. Like I'm literally, we're, I was just conversating with myself for miles. I'm like, we could stop. You're not gonna stop. You know, and you're just like talking about random stuff in your head. So that was weird. <laughs> but uh, so I finally made it into Epcot and I got really, I got really excited. Cause I'm like, you know what? I'm almost done. Like I'm here. So they have, you have a course that's marked off by cones and cast members and all kinds of stuff, but I was trying to ask you, but you must not have seen them. They have where like people can cross, like in the gaps of the runners, they have crosswalks in once you're like inside the park because you're running through the park while the park is open. And I don't think that anybody runs through Magic Kingdom while Magic Kingdom is no, open. To they're, the pull, they're pulling people off the course if it was getting, if, they if getting it was close. too close to park open. So, yeah, so, I mean, you have, like, actual people in the park. So, it was kind of cool to see all of the cast members. And, I mean, they were on it. It was like, okay, how many people are in your party? You three, you have to be ready to go exactly when I tell you to be ready to go. So, move it now. And, you know, they, they did a really good job. And it's like, if you were lollygagging, you had to wait till the next group of people went. So, that was cool. So, I got to mile 13, cursed the Queen of England for being 0.1 miles away from the finish line instead of at just 13 miles. And then I saw the finish line and I almost cried, but I didn't because I don't think I had any liquid left in my body to do so. And I crossed the finish line and I wanted to just sit down, like so bad, I just wanted to sit down. But I knew that if I did actually sit down, an entire medical team would come running over because there were some people that had had not fallen, but just kind of like collapsed. No, because it wasn't. I don't even know that it was that dramatic. It was just like I'm done now. I'm gonna sit, which was totally my attitude. <laughs> it was like I'm done now. I'm gonna sit. But I knew that you're not supposed to do that because they said it, and I'm not that dumb. So. I uh, I got my medal, and I I walked to the like back, I guess. So now you can take over. Oh, I did see Zach before I finished, and he does have a video of me crossing the finish line. And I swear I was booking it, but this video basically looks like he took it in slow mo, except for like there are a couple people I did. like that, running so fast. That's because that was the second time you finished the course. <laughs> He's very supportive. Very sweet. No, so I was back in the area where we all started the morning at 3.30. And now I will say, um, if you're there, make sure your phone is fully charged. And it might Was not, it not? I don't know if it was. It might have been fully charged. I was on it a lot. I mean, I had a lot of time to kill. <laughs> um, and I was constantly checking where you were running. Sure. But my phone ended up dying. Well, not fully dying. It got down to about 1%. It died after yeah, I, you were I met with you. But I think since there were so many people... And you're in a big metal bleachers. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm surrounded in metal bleachers. And there's tens of thousands of people all Literally. in the parking lot trying to get a hold of whoever was running or 
where their family is or, hey, calling home, but like, ah, I finished, great, yeah, all right. And none of my text messages were going through mm. to anybody and Rachel's weren't coming to me and out of nowhere, I just got three text messages <laughs> from her that says, hey, come to me, I'm lying down on this tent and... And I kept trying to respond saying, I'm not allowed well, because right. it's runners only and none of my texts are going through. So I'm like, this is great. Like I'm not, she's just going to be lying there thinking I'm coming to her and I, I'm literally not allowed. So, all right. The text that I got, I don't remember exactly what it was, but you're like, hey, I'm over wherever. Right. I was and where we started the day. Honest to goodness, I could not have cared any less where you were I found a place where they finally were like okay you're kind of free to do whatever you want and there were bazillions of people sitting so I just sat and I didn't like I was totally fine the whole race like cramping like I didn't have any cramps my knees didn't hurt my shins didn't hurt my hip flexors didn't hurt like I was fine but I was like, if I sit down, is my whole body gonna cramp? So I was like trying to stretch, trying to drink a bunch of water, like trying to, like I didn't wanna eat, but I knew I needed to eat. So, I mean, it was just a whole bunch of, of like use all of my sports training to not like lay in a big heap and start screaming in the middle of all these people. So the text I get is like, I'm over here and I'm like, fantastic. If you want to see me in the next 10 minutes, you're going to come over here. Not realizing. No, I really didn't realize. Like they, they didn't like, I mean, there were so many people over there that I really kind of just assumed that it was like everybody and their cheer squad, like just were kind of over there. So whatever. But, uh, so he's like. Then, then I could, I sensed his frustration when I got about 18 text messages in a row. They were all very short and we both have iPhones and they were sending us tech or they were coming in as text messages. And he's like, I can't get over there. That's just for runners. I'm over here. And I mean, some of them are coming in duplicates. So I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> I'm like, I will get to you when I can. Like, please just give me a minute. So well, the thing I was frustrated about was my, not only I didn't have service, but my phone went down to 1% and that would have been a cluster trying to find you without a phone. Not remembering that I am in fact a grown woman that well, probably Yeah, that's that's great, out. but it would have taken a lot longer than the five minutes it did take us. That's true. So I finally got off the ground. And I walked about 10 feet and I was like, mm, should I sit back down? <laughs> I didn't. Fortunately, I made it. They had the the gear check trucks and I believe that everybody, it, you just put it in alphabetically. So I went and I sat over by the flag that... Um, it was Z. It, well, it, it was, was, was It was S to Z. And I was like, my last name is Tilvis. I'll just go sit by the T flag. <laughs> so <laughs> I went and I sat down over there and I called him and he was able to answer, thankfully. And I was like, can you see all of the bag check, like tent flag sign things? And he's like, yeah. And I said, I'm over by the S through Z one. Come find me. And he's like, all right, cool. So he came over and we sat there for... Like 20 minutes? We, Goose? You sat down. He sat down. It was moral support. So we sat there for a couple minutes. I tried to, 
I tried to call my mom. It didn't work. Like there were, I mean, there were just too many bodies, which I mean, had, now I could understand where parents would be really upset because, you know, I am grown and you are grown. So eventually we could have figured something out, but there were runners. Like I got beat by pregnant ladies and teenagers guys. Like I, I did. And, uh, so if you can't find your teenager, like I could see where that would be enough to like really mm -hmm. get you freaked out, especially because they just ran a half marathon. So it's like, okay, I can't find them. Maybe something happened. You know, I know they finished, but like, did they collapse? You know, what what's going on? So right, and you're not in a crowd of a thousand people. It's twenty thousand people. It was a lot. So I mean, I I get where he was frustrated. So maybe if you're going to be like doing this come up with all right i will meet you here maybe it'll be in 20 minutes maybe i'll just walk right over there i don't know but maybe come up with a meeting spot uh, yeah i guess a good way to picture how many people were in that area if you're if you're in northeast ohio imagine trying to find one person in quick and loans arena without having quick and loans arena is where the calves play right. So imagine trying to find one time. person in that entire building. That's what it would it have been like. Yeah. So I do highly recommend having a fully charged phone or having one of those external battery and a meeting place. Things. Or yeah, or just have a meeting <laughs> place. And that's what I tried to send in the one message. Say, meet us where we started. I couldn't make it that <laughs> far. Not even a joke. I couldn't make it that far. So we stayed at the Beach Club Villas, which is behind Epcot. And the reason why I picked there, because, I mean, we, we could have picked anywhere. Like, we planned this right, far we, enough in advance it, that, yeah. that we, were, we were ready to go. And so I picked Beach Club because when my mom would run, we would always just stay at Beach Club. Like, you finish the race, Epcot's open, you have your magic band, and you walk through the park, walk out of the park through the International Gateway, and you're back at the hotel. So I'm like, well, sweet, let's yeah, just... Yeah, that should only take 10 minutes or so. Well, when you just ran for thir you know, three hours, um, it takes you about an hour, if you're me. There were a few stop breaks. Well, the we good... got to send people I, watch. I was just the good thing about it was is you were able to keep moving. So you didn't get on one of the buses that they had out there right. and have a... Well, because that was the thing. I seriously, like, I stood up and I'm like, how long is the line for the bus? Like, I know that our original plan was to walk back, but I don't want to do that. And he, I mean, we just, we saw the line and it was probably like four buses and I wasn't sure how frequently right. they were running or not. Yeah, so I, I was, didn't know I was like, was I don't, I don't want to risk it. Like, let's just go and we'll just go slow. So... We made it to some bleachers. I was going to say, I don't even think we got into the park yet. We didn't. We stopped twice before we right. got into the park. And I, so I, uh, we stopped twice. I FaceTimed my mom for a minute. And then I went to go through security because the park was open at that point. So we had to go through security. And I didn't have a bag, so that was nice. So I walked up to the no bag security line and the lady's like, you need to take off your metal. It's aluminum, it'll set off the thing. And I'm like, I can do whatever you want. It's just gonna take me a couple minutes. So got thing off under security. Surprise, I was fine. Uh, and then we, we stopped quite a lot. We, oh yeah, I think we only stopped one more time. 
We stopped by the I fountain. Think we stopped by the fountain right by Didn't we sit past down? Spaceship Earth. I don't think. Did I we think not we just sit went. down by the World Showcase? No, I think once we got to we got to um, past Great Britain, and you had the little bit of a hill up towards International Gateway, uh, and it's like, well, once we get up the hill, we're there, so we're just gonna go. Yeah, that sounds closer to right. So yeah, we made it, and then. Uh, we went to the pool. That was nice, just to like sit. Cause I still did, I still hadn't eaten anything, so I was like, well, whatever. So, right, and yeah. I guess one one little um, oh, yeah. idea, and I figured this out as um, the race was going on, but it wouldn't be the worst idea to stay at a monorail resort. So that's contemporary Polynesian or Grand Floridian, because you. Whenever the marathon's over, you finish relatively close to the front of Epcot where you can get on the monorail. So you could very easily get on the monorail and get back to your resort in probably about 20, 25 minutes or so. Which, in retrospect, Which is, is way better. Right. Especially for somebody like me. who. So, my mom, uh, like, we, all, we, we joked a little because she would run... She would meet us at the finish line, we would take pictures, and um, we would just walk back. Well, one time, or at least once, we were like, hey, the line for Soren's really short, do you wanna go on Soren? So my mom, just ran a half marathon, gets on Soren and is like sitting there in all of her wet, like soaking gross clothes. And I wanted to get on Soren just to like say that I did, and I just couldn't. <laughs> it's like I can't walk over there; like it's too far. So I didn't. But uh, yeah. So that I mean, for somebody who wants to do the race experience and have, I don't even want to say a quality time because the the race transportation was fine. Yeah. Like. I just, if it were, if, if you're asking for our opinion, I would say the monorail line is the best way to go. The Epcot or the boardwalk area is the second best way to go. Right, because that way you aren't depending on a bus. But, I mean, I will say that I mean, there were a lot, a lot of buses yeah. that were running. Um, because that was the thing. They all outsourced all of the buses just for the run Disney stuff. So... You didn't have to share the buses with the normal park guests. They had buses specifically for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's about it. Three hours, 12 minutes, and 29 seconds later, Rach finished her first and only half marathon. So, um, yeah. I, I think it's really cool that... We both had a run Disney experience. Right, and they were so different and that we got two different perspectives. Yeah, of, of basically it. the same thing. So we can help you with both. We have suggestions for all angles of the uh, activities. Yep, and just remember, folks Casey's Hot Dogs at 6 45 is a great breakfast whenever you've been up for four hours already. There's just no part of me that could eat a hot dog at six four. Like just because I knew that it was six. Oh, I loved every bite of it. He took a picture, <laughs> like and timestamped it. Like he used the Snapchat filter to like mm-hmm. timestamp what time it was. Let it be known. And I was like, that's, hot dog, that's fries, gross. 
6.45 a.m. I don't even really know why we're talking about this. Because it's awesome. But nobody's listening You can't do that in a lot of places. (laughs) All right. Okay. I think that's all we have to say about our Run Disney experience. I had a great time. I would encourage anybody who likes to run, who runs lots of races, who wants to run a big one, I would say this is a really well-organized event. And, of course, it's got some Disney magic in it. So, yeah. Anything else? No. I'd like to add. Nope. All right. So if you're still listening a whole hour later, you're really cool. We think you're really great. So if you're still here, please take a moment and consider subscribing to our channel on whatever platform you listen to. Please consider giving us a rating and a review so that we can continue providing you with really amazing content and reach more people so that we can share all of our knowledge and banter with them. Anything else? Nope. All right. Um next week or next episode yeah two two weeks next episode we will be talking a little bit more of the non-race portion of our walt disney trip so lots of food lots of uh fun rides yeah lots of really good food uh good rides all kinds of stuff we were pretty busy and uh then i guess we'll talk about the transition to uh Disneyland. So, really exciting. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. For more information about booking your vacation, please send me an email at rachel at smallworldbigfun.com or sending me a message on my Facebook page, Rachel Tilvis, Small World Big Fun. Have a magical day.